Hello, beautiful woman. Welcome to Range Woman, the variety show. Range to me is defined as the ability to take on multiple tasks or projects simultaneously, efficiently, and effectively, whilst being able to tap into and or embody the energetic states required for each of the tasks or projects with ease, flow, and grace. My name is Lala Angela Wang, and it is my intention through featuring a range of amazing women that I have come across in my life to inspire you too to follow your dreams, your desires, and creating the life of your dreams. I am a huge believer that we can all have it all in this lifetime, perhaps just not all at once. So if you so desire, join me on an amazing journey to discover your inner range. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is morning, literally just past six o'clock in the morning in Sydney, Australia. Welcome to the Range Woman Variety Show. I am Lala Angela Wang, the mourners mentor that helps women tapping into more of their mourners. So if you've been following me for the last few days, you would know we have started this, I call limited edition because it is limited time about soulmate manifestation and keeping a good relationship and making it even better. I had this inspired idea when I was talking to my figure six sisters one day and we're like, huh, everybody manifests their soulmate differently. And as a hopeless romantic, I'm like, more people need to know about this. This doesn't just happen in the movies. It is real. And because it is real, someone made it in the movies. So I've decided to invite a few women that I know. I went and sent out a message, and I had so many women responded with their amazing stories, including our special guest today, Savannah Lee. She has got a movie story to tell. So without further ado, let me bring Savannah up. Hello, Savannah. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good morning or good afternoon to you. Thank you. Yes, it's a little bit later for me. So, but I appreciate that you're up. You're up so early to do this. So. All this good. All good. Right. So I did say you had a, a movie-like story, um, yeah. and I can't wait to share. So go ahead. So um, we actually didn't find this out until later. So I met my husband. Um, I had we I, I had just moved back to Colorado, um, not pretty recently, and I was looking for a part time job. I had a full time job. I was working in an office, and I had decided to go back to school to be a massage therapist. I was a massage therapist and body worker and energy healer for almost the last ten years, um, and then I switched a couple years ago to something else but at the time I was looking for a job and so I was hunting for a job and I was like okay I would love to work in a restaurant I've done that before where am I going to look for one and I I worked um uh, there was a restaurant that was right next door to where I lived and for some reason I was like that's not the one I just don't feel the pull there so I actually drove to like the other side of town 
where there was a group of restaurants kind of in a row. And the first one I went to was closed. Um, and then I had a choice between two others. And I actually picked the second one because it was more of like a family friendly one. And I had been a nanny and I was like, oh, that's a good fit for me. Not th even thinking, you know, anything of it. And I walked in and I got hired that day. Um, and the bartender who worked there is my now husband. But as it turns out, <laughs> <laughs> when we were 19, we actually worked two doors down from each other in a mall. And we must have passed no each way. other every day. We must have seen each other all the time. He worked at Guests and I worked at um, another clothing store that was just a couple doors down. And then we both moved away. I actually moved to California and he moved to another spot in Colorado. And then we both moved back to the same small town in Colorado and ended up, ended up working at the same restaurant again, which is where we met. So there was something about, oh, that's my cat. Something about the, the universe. Um, you know, like at 19, I was not ready. Although we always joke, like if we had met when we were 19, we, our kids would be like grown up by now instead of six and two because we would have still ended up together. But I think there's something really interesting about like divine timing and when, mm. you, know, you know, like the universe knows when you're ready and when you're not. And when I had met him, I had made the decision not very long ago before that, that I was like, you know, I, I was really open to finding my person. I was really open to love. And when we got together, it was interesting because we both were kind of like, mm, I don't know if I really want anything serious. I had just gone back to school. You know, we were in different phases of our life and it just ended up being, it was just fit. And so we've been together ever since, 10 years this month. Um, oh, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Um, but I, yeah. I think it's really interesting. We didn't know that until we had a conversation later on about like, where have you worked and have you lived in Colorado before? And like, wait, I worked there. Wait, I worked there. When did you work there? And realizing that we had been, um, you know, right next to each other at that young age and then had found our way back to each other later on still at work, um, which is crazy. That is so interesting. And I love that you said you guys often joke about it because Scott is my, oh, I think in the US, you guys don't call partners because partners are like same sex marriage. I don't know. When I was in New York, I got corrected. I was talking oh, to a really? bartender. He's like, partner, are you, you know? And I was like, no, that's just how us Australians call de facto relationship. We're not married, but we're living together. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense to me. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm not from, I don't know. So Scott and I, we often talk about how if we met, we have met each other even a year earlier than when we have met, we may not be together. So it's funny that you say that you think even if you've met back in those days, if it had happened, you would still be together. Why do you think that? I mean, I, I say that, but, you know, you never know. We, we would have been really young. But I think, <laughs> um, I think I say that because we were just like instantly best friends. And so I think no matter mm. what point in my life we would have met, like he still would have just been my best friend. And so I've always been like kind of um, the more long-term like relationship person. And I have never been like the casual relationship kind of person. It's just yeah. not for me. And so I think, um, I don't know, we just always felt like we still, like no matter what we were going through, we still would have been friends even at a young age, you know? So that is so cool. But apparently the universe said, you know, not yet. Not yet, no. <laughs> so you talked about how you had a pivotal moment not long before you met your husband that you're ready. What was that like and what was sort of the events leading up to it for you to finally go, yep, I'm ready? I think I just saw for the first time like through other people's relationships like what it could be and I felt like 
that was something that was finally possible for me. Like my, um, my parents are divorced and my mom is very happily remarried and seeing like her relationship and just how I think everything unfolds for a reason. And like, Mm. um, how, you know, I think you find your people when you're meant to, and all of our relationships, our teachers and all of our relationships happen for a reason. But I was very, all of a sudden more open to like the possibilities of what it could be. Um, Mm. and I think I just decided, you know, I, I felt like I had been alone for a while. I'd moved back to Colorado from California on my own. Um, I had felt, I felt like I was finally getting my life like by myself kind of underneath me. And I just felt like I was more just like universe. It's up to you, you know, like I'm not, not going to control it. I just feel, I just felt like steady in the fact that when it was going to happen, it was going to happen and I didn't need to control it. Does that make sense? And I think before yeah. I was very much like had walls up and was like, nope, not interested at all in anybody ever um and Mm. at that point it just felt like I was okay with letting those walls down I was okay with being on my own and I was okay with trusting whatever came my way I didn't want to have that same armor up because I saw other people in my family you know like that maybe it could be different I guess if that makes sense yeah that is that is really awesome so how did you guys then obviously you work together how did that then transcend into dating um you know it's funny um it just sort of unfolded everybody used to just like spend time with each other after work and I remember I gave him a ride home one night uh, after work (laughs) and he kissed me on the cheek and it was so funny I was like you know he's he was sweeter than I thought you know because he was always kind of grumpy at that job I will say like I think and and I really was I actually really did not like that job it was not my favorite one and so I feel like everybody that kind of knew me back then I was like stressed from going to school full-time and stressed from like Mm -hmm. working at this job that I really didn't like it was not like my it's not my shining moment um but he really always just brought out like the best in me and we just started to spend more time together and we were only together a few months before he moved in and we've been together ever since and like it just like just funny things you know like my you know my I remember I had a really good girlfriend at the time it was like what are you doing this is too serious like no and she came <laughs> and she was like I'm not gonna let you um and she met him and she was like okay I get it like, <laughs> all right I feel better about it um because it seemed it just felt like it happened really fast and so I think to some people it, it was like you know is she crazy but it just fit everything just worked out and so um we just started spending more and more time together and he moved in a few months after we started dating and now we have two kids so I don't know I think you know sometimes when it's like when it's a good fit it just sort of happens really quickly and that's okay Yeah, it's really interesting because even with my previous interviews, I was talking about how inside the mastermind that I am in, we have this thing that we kind of like started a theory and as a group collectively, the ones that are in the long-term relationship, we all have this belief. It's almost like, it's almost like we're trying to settle two sides of the coin and we're like, no, love at first sight actually doesn't always work. And it's really interesting that you're telling your story as well. It's almost like the good relationship that lasts the distance are the ones where you start with friendship. You're not even re- expecting to come in to meet somebody. No, yeah, I think so. I think that's absolutely true. And and we we I remember like having both like sitting one night having a conversation of just being like, we're not 
in a place, you know, I'm not in a place where this can be serious. We're, you know, we're really great friends. And that just wasn't how it turned out. Like it just actually made more sense. But I think you're right. I think when you have that like stronger base and stronger foundation, it just helps Mm -hmm. everything, right? Because you're going to face a lot of things in life. And so when you have that base of like knowing your friend has your back, um, then you can get through anything. Yeah, and that's such a good segment into my next question because in the form that I ask all the speakers to fill in, I ask the chicken and egg question, right? Do you believe you need to do the work first or do you, on the other side, meet your soulmate first and then do the work? And I love your answer. You're kind of like, no. Yeah, no. I know he helped me a whole lot. So tell me about your story and how he's helped you to become a better version of you, really. I think it's really interesting when people say that, like, you can only let somebody love you as deeply as you love yourself, or you can't, you know, meet, you know, somebody unless you're really doing the work on yourself. And I will say in the, in my case, that was not true at all. I think there is something to be said for, like, being open to doing your own work and not relying on somebody to, like, fix you or to heal everything or to change everything for you. But in my case, um, there were a lot of things about myself that I was not happy with. There are a lot of ways that I was you know, coping with life that were not really positive. There were a lot of things, um, a a lot of things that I felt like I couldn't really share with somebody about me or that would make somebody run or all these things. And so as we got to know each other and every part of me came out, like he, he never, he was so steady. And I, Mm -hmm. I had never had that before of somebody that could just like see every part of you and be like, you're still amazing. You're still perfect. And it, for the first time in my life, like made me go, oh, like maybe I really am worthy. Maybe I really am that lovable. Maybe I really am. You know what I mean? Maybe I really could be this person. Um, Mm. And so I would say like the reason that I have decided to pursue art as my career and have turned that into a business. And the reason why I feel so much more comfortable, comfortable and confident as a human being is because that was mirrored to me from him first. Right. And so then when you see that in yourself, then it gets easier to, so I really like that question when people say you have, you know, you, you have to work on yourself first, or you have to be in this place of like really loving yourself before you meet your person. Because what happens if you're in a space where something really challenging has happened and you find out that that person can support all of that with you, like that's a really beautiful foundation to know that when you're not sure, when you're working on yourself, when you have these things about yourself that you would like to change, this person is still going to support you and be steady Mm -hmm. through all of that and grow with you. Um, And so for me, that was the case. And I think, I mean, I feel like I know I would not be the person that I am today without him. Mm. That is so good. But how do you just know though? Like, I mean, sitting here, I know a lot of people be asking the question, how do you know when you go into a relationship, this person is going to support you? Are there telltale signs when you guys first met you just knew or do you think it's something that you really have to go you know what this guy is worth of me at least going in there experience it and then find out I think you do I think you have to I mean maybe not all at once maybe not on like the first date just like dump it all out there <laughs> right like I don't think I'd be advising anybody to do it away. I don't think I'd be advising anybody to do it that way but I do think like as you grow and as you get you know, like having good communication and then just, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to show up and be like, this is me. This is all of me. This is the mistakes I've made, you know, and you are going to make mistakes. You are going to have miscommunication. You know, how do you show up the day after that? How do you show up when you have shown a part of yourself that you're not happy with? Like, how do you, you know what I mean? And it depends a lot on their response. Like, are they, how do they speak to you? Do you feel safe? Do you feel taken care of? Do you feel, you know, supported? Do you feel like you can say anything? 
And for me, that was not the case. It took me a really long time to feel like I could say everything I needed, but that was on me and my past, mm-hmm. right? And so learning to speak and learning to have a voice and learning all those things. But if you have somebody that's always um, honest with you and always responds to you and always just says, I see you and um, gives you space to really be who you are, then I think you know, and the only way you know that is if you show up on, on your honest self, because if you are always wearing a mask and you're always hiding, one, you never know if they actually accept you, um, but you also never give them a chance. You know what I mean? And so you never know. It's like that coin flip, right? It could go either way, but you're never going to know what they think of the real you until you show them. So you have to be brave and go first. That is so true. Like so much about relationship. I think relationship is the ultimate test of how brave we are because when you're in the intimate relationship it's like here's my heart please take care of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but at the same time that inner strength is so important and that's when a lot of people slide into that people pleasing I was one of them so I know just because we desire love we desire to be loved but like you said if you don't show your full self, how do you know that this person is actually going to love you for who you are and not this mask or the layers of masks yeah. that you put on? Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's really where that, that, that part of loving yourself comes in. Because if you're still wearing the mask and you're not giving them the chance to show you, like, yes, they might reject you, but you're also not going to learn to appreciate yourself. You're also not going to learn how to love yourself if you're still wearing those masks. So it's a part of just that unveiling process. And I think finding those people that you can be safe with, I think soulmates is such an interesting word because for me personally, I think like we might have multiple soulmates in our lives, but we have like the life partner that we choose, but finding those people that you can take those masks off with and really practice being who you are is really Mm -hmm. valuable in life. Um, and then, and then you sort of learn, okay, this is, this is, this piece of me is okay. This piece of me really is, worth um you know worthy of being loved or i can change or i can you know work on then you can really work on those pieces that you want to because you've you've shown them and i think shame and hiding pieces of ourselves you just perpetuate that cycle of not feeling loved because you're not letting yourself be seen and you're not letting yourself be loved as well yeah exactly Mm. so how has i think because i've i'm guessing your transition from being a massage therapist to an artist was post you guys were together. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in, I was finishing school. I was in school when I met him to be a massage therapist. Um, but I have done art forever and I had taken a break and he actually had bought me for my birthday an art kit um, years and years and years ago. And so I had started doing art again and I did like a project in school and then I, um, I had a hard time with both of my pregnancies, but when I was pregnant with my daughter, who is, um, she's going to be three this summer, which is crazy. Um, it was just time to do something else. And so I have been like, I've always been a writer as well. And so I ended up working from home doing writing and building back up my art that way. Um, and it was like, I I remember manifestation is so weird because this is another one of those things where I, I like remember standing in the mirror and being like, I love this, but I want to walk in my purpose. Like what is bigger? What am I supposed to be doing? I'm deciding to walk in my purpose. And I lost that. Um, I lost the writing job like immediately after that, the universe was like, okay, (laughs) we're going to take that. Um, What are you going to do? And so what you wish for. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but some, you know, it's like the tower card in tarot. Like sometimes things have to fall away. Like, are you yeah. really serious about it? Do you really want to clear the room? Um, and so now I do art and I teach art and art workshops and I'm happier, I think, than I've ever been. I'm really doing what I think I'm, I've always wanted to do, but just didn't think could be like a career, you know, when you're young. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he supported all of those. And that's another piece. Like every time I'm one of those people that has like pivoted a lot and I'm interested in a lot of things and I love to learn. And he's always been like, okay, go for it. What makes you happy? What do you want to explore? What do you want to do? There's never been like a box that I have to fit in. Um, and I think that's another sign for, for, you know, like if you're that person that feels like you are multidimensional, you have to find somebody that really doesn't want to put you in a box and doesn't want to mm-hmm. want to label you so that you can explore and always supports what it is that you dream about. Um, and I definitely have that in, in my friend. So speaking about multidimensional, you also create your own tarot cards. I do. So I, well, (laughs) so it's an, it's, um, I've created an Oracle deck and it's called the artist Oracle deck. Um, not specifically for artists, but because I believe we are all like artists of our lives and we have the ability to create what's around us. And if you think of your life as a canvas, what colors are you using? You know, how are you designing it? What are you making your life into and so um it's an oracle deck with messages and journal prompts so you can take them the like the messages and the images deeper and really explore and build your own intuition um and each of the images on the cards is actually from a hand-painted watercolor drawing that i did so yeah um that was another like of those like weird breadcrumb moments i got a, a watercolor deck or a watercolor um set when my oldest was going to preschool and just started playing with it and started painting these handmade cards of like messages I need felt like I needed to see and um, just started playing with it and I started doing readings with the big paper cards on Instagram and people would show up every week and I would read like with these just like big hand-painted piece of paper pieces of paper and pull cards for people Um, and so last year I actually was like okay what if I could turn this into a deck for other people to have and other people to use and I hate having decks where you have to like go flip through like the pages to like see what the cards mean so it's just like the front is the image and then the back is the message and the journal prompt so it's like immediate and it's right there for you Um, and so yeah it just like turned into um, turned into a deck and it's been I think one of the most like heartfelt amazing projects I've ever created so I just love how your journey, throughout your journey, as I listen to it, it's just the word trust just comes up time and time again. It's like every time you get an inspired action, you get an idea, it's just that trust. How do you, I guess, trust in this world where there's no certainty? I think that's such a good question. I think that it gets, it's like a muscle. And so I think it gets easier the more you do it and the more things happen where like, like I said, like the, I want to walk in my purpose and then you lose that job or you say I'm ready for love and like something walks, something happens. But the thing about the thing that I remember about like, for example, since we're just talking about soulmates, I remember picking the restaurant that day and there was no, it was like a neutral. I didn't go in expecting anything. I didn't, I just felt like a nudge. That's the one. And so I think sometimes we have this idea that intuition has to be really loud or has to be like the next step that's going to be available to you. That's going to reveal like the right path. It's going to be this giant step. And usually it's not. Usually it's buying the watercolor set at the store that day because that's what you need. And then it turns into something or it's picking out of three buildings, you know, that you're going to get a job that one because it just feels like, oh, you know, for me, it was like, oh, I love working with kids. So that's the right one. Everything that you are and everything that you have been through is leading you to the next right step. 
but often it's going to be a very mellow voice, a very neutral voice. Um, it's not going to be loud like fear. It's going to be calm and centered. And so the more you kind of just get used to playing with, um, like, how do I feel right now? Am I like, am I fearful? That's probably not intuition. Like, how can you get in a, in a quiet space to kind of listen mm. to the next right thing and play with it. You know, that's why I think pulling cards of any kind is such a really cool bridge between your intuition because your logical mind wants like, I want an answer and I want to, you know, I want certainty and your intuition doesn't play in that. It plays in the unknown. It plays in, you know, the mystery of it all. Like everything you want is in the unknown because if like every, and everything you have is in the known, you have to be willing to explore that unknown space. But if you're looking for guidance, and you pull a card, it gives your logical brain like a bridge between your heart and your mind. So, oh yes, I do know that. Oh yes, that is the information I needed to see. Oh yes, I in fact, my heart does know what I'm supposed to be doing. And you get like better and better at trusting yourself through these exercises. Or if your phone pings and it's a text, guess who it's from before you pick it up. Or get a deck of regular, isn't that a good one? Yeah. Or get it. Um, the one I play with my kids for intuition um, is get a deck of just regular cards, and before you flip them over, guess black or red, black or red, black or red. Mm-hmm. And and the the last thing I'll say about intuition when I teach, because I teach energy and intuition workshops too, um, and like through creativity, but people access their intuition in different ways. So for me, it's either visual or through sound. But for some people, you know, your intuition could be smell. The smell leads you, you know, reminds you of a memory and leads you somewhere or through sight or through music or through like the way that our senses work are really individual as humans. So there's no one size fits all for how your intuition will speak to you. Um, But I will say that usually, usually it's a calm thing. it's the next small step it's like you know breadcrumbs to the next to like lead you to what the big piece is so just trust those small things and it takes some of the pressure off because you don't feel like you have to make all the decisions right now you can really just what's the next little piece that Mm. I feel like I'm being guided to I love that so much because so often people think intuition is almost like this I describe it as like in a romance movie where just like and everyone fell in love and this is this obvious moment where you're like it's pivotal it's life-changing and that's the way that I'm gonna go but really so often it's blink it and you miss it mm-hmm. unless yeah. you ground it in yourself you're centered and you, like you said you know how your intuition works yeah you're gonna miss it I think though even if you miss it that's okay because if you if you miss it then you weren't ready right like when we worked next door to each other we weren't ready or like you said if you had met your husband a year before maybe there was some nudge like you or I'm sorry your partner you wouldn't be together so I think the big things like you're not going to miss what's for you but I think it gets easier to find it when you start practicing intuition and you start playing it but I don't think you can like count yourself out or miss the miss the pieces in life that are meant for you I just think the ease the the more you trust what you can, the more you trust that uncertain unknown space, the space of intuition, the easier it becomes to like play in that space and see the possibilities and, and play with like, Oh, maybe, you know, I'm going to try that because I feel that nudge. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that so much. That is so true. It's not, don't beat yourself up if you. Yeah. But I love what you're saying that it's not going to be like this, like fanfare of like, confetti. It's usually not. It's usually it's um, you know even if it's a movie story, you're still you're still living it as life, you know. So it doesn't feel like a big confetti moment. It just feels like your life, you know. Um, but it all works out perfectly. So speaking about how it all works out perfectly, 
tell me about how you guys just like obviously you decided to go into relationship what was that moment like when he's like okay I think um I'm gonna propose to you now how Um, did that feel (laughs) so he proposed on the 4th of July we were at um, a friend's house watching fireworks and he got um a cake it was raspberry lemon and it said Savannah Lee will you marry me on it and he had uh, a ring of my grandmother's and he proposed and we watched the fireworks and I remember it's so interesting that you asked that because the other thing that he has taught me is to redefine marriage for me personally I was not I loved him and I had no doubt about spending my life with him but I had doubt about the idea of being married Mm. um and we were planning this really big wedding and I was I had so much anxiety about it about having like this giant wedding um and I'm not kidding you a couple days before we had to put the deposit down I found out I was pregnant with my son and so I didn't have to do the giant wedding and um (laughs) (laughs) manifesting well and um so we ended up getting married my son was four months old at the courthouse and my son was there and it was perfect and my son um when he was a little bit older, he used to say he used to live in the trees before he came to be with us. And he came because I needed him. And he's exactly right. Like he was like the last piece that made me like become the person that I needed to be for my family, like become like, okay, I'm going to step into how am I going to lead this human being in the world? And it, and um, now there's four of us and that's like another story. But at the time it happened, it, it all happened exactly how I wanted it to. I didn't have to have the giant wedding. It was about our family. And I feel like I understand now what it is to be married. I understand what it is to be a partner. I understand what it is to be a life partner. Um, and so you only, you know, I, I learned that through the living. I learned that through the doing of it. And it doesn't mean it's always easy, but, um, you know, th- think about how crazy everything, the world changing from like last year to this year, um, the study of what I have is that I wouldn't want to do the ups and downs of life with anybody but him. I wouldn't want to do it with anybody but my best friend, you know, because life's going to throw those moments at you. And um, who's in your, you know, like who, what do you, what do you have with your foundation? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's so good. Oh my God. I just had um, happy tears (laughs) through when you talked about your son. It's like, it's the cutest thing, but it's deep down. It's like, it's so true. Right, and I'm so happy for you. Thank you. (laughs) And I love how you said it's who you choose to be on your side to walk through that path because I'm a big believer that we're all one, we're all whole. Mm -hmm. So we don't actually need another person in our life or we don't Mm -hmm. actually need to have our family. But for me, choosing my partner is that I would love to share all the good and the bad and go through this life with you because it's more fun because it gives me more joy because with you we can create this I call it one plus one equals to three when it comes to soulmate attraction you create this complete different divine union that's outside of you that's almost like when you're in the two individuals start a business a business is a separate entity mm-hmm. yeah and you absolutely yeah, and you get to create this beautiful story outside of who you are, beyond who you are, and it gets to be amazing. That's so beautiful. I love that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like I, I kind of always, like, family was always the thing that I knew that I wanted, um, and I'm so glad 
I think if that's the thing that you want or the partner is the thing that you want or the soulmate is the thing that you want, don't let your fear get in the way of not having it, right? We get, we beat ourselves up when we get this idea of like, I'm not doing it right. What if I don't meet them? What if they don't exist? You know, and we get in that space of like, what if I can't have this? Um, and you absolutely can. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, um, you know, in this space where you feel like you have everything worked out. You just get to be ready to build that, that, separate life you get to be ready to build a new adventure with somebody just like you're saying that's so beautiful that's so good all right just to finish up to sum up all this goodness that we have spoken about what would be your top three advice for somebody who's already in a relationship and really desire to take it to the next level oh um so i think my first piece of advice would be how do you take it to the next level with yourself um like what is it that you what are the pieces about yourself that you that you feel ready to explore because then when you start doing that and you start really being honest with yourself it gets easier to be honest and share more with your partner about who you are um but be really honest with yourself about about how you feel about you and um what it is that you want to work on um i think the second one is remember remember your foundation like remember why like it doesn't matter what's happening like i i still try to think back to that beginning and think back to those butterflies and think back to like infusing that beginning relationship um and and that feeling into your you know it's because especially like the stress of last year or the stress of you have kids or just life sometimes that can get in the way and you can forget but when you can remember your story and remember where you came from and remember that feeling um you can come back to each other and share. Mm, that's um, <laughs> uh, did I, uh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I was trying to think of- um, I got one more. <laughs> one more, yeah. yeah. And the other one is um, to just let your person be free. Let your person be free to, you're not always gonna grow you know, together like this. Sometimes one of you is gonna be out here learning other stuff. Sometimes one of you is gonna be out here. And when the, your person is off doing their thing and growing a little bit, sometimes you know, you might have to be the roots and then you switch, mm -hmm. right? And so don't think of growth together as always having to be linear. But if you are sharing with each other what you're learning about in areas that you're growing and really supporting each other through that, then it doesn't have, you don't have to always be interested in the same things or stuck at that mm -hmm. same level. You get to have your the freedom of your individuality within your relationship, which I think is important. That is amazing i love it i love all your golden nuggets thank, thank you, you so much so thank you thank you parting words how does people find you if we want to look into more of your art <gasps> or even work with your healing how yes. do we find you um so i'm savannah lees s-a-v-a-n-a-l-e-e-s on um, instagram and tiktok and savannah lee on facebook i teach one either art or energy workshop a month um, March is going to be a super fun two-day mixed media one, and I do custom art commissions for homes and businesses that have that energy base and background of, like, what do you want your space to be? Kind of like you're talking about that separate entity. What do you want to feel? What do you want to emote? What do you want your space to attract? Um, and, yeah, so I'm an art teacher, and I would love for you to come maybe take a class if you're interested or just come take a look at my work and say hi and tell me about your relationship and your journey. I think the stories and the connections through social media are probably my favorite part. So please just come say hi and um, be in my space if you feel called just I would love to get to know you. Yeah, just hang. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thank, Thank you so you much for so having much. me. It's been a pleasure. I have so much fun. Thank and you. if any of you would love to find out how you can work on yourself more and attract your soulmate, I do have a little 
program that's coming up. Um, we're launching the pre-game on the 14th of February, which is Valentine's Day. So if that's perfect like, timing. Exactly. <laughs> Come and say hello and send me the right message. I'm really happy to tell you more. Thank you so much, for Savannah. Thank you. Have a lovely, lovely day. And thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Every now and then in my life, I would go through a period of intense downloads. This rarely happens, but whenever it does, amazing things comes out at the end. The last time this happened to me was when the womanly way was created. This time, this download included all of my lesson learned through the past eight years and a journey of how I have become who I have become and a full embodiment of the womanly way. It is called the womanly evolution. It is the system essentially has taken me from being a people pleaser, not knowing who I am, separated and divorced from my ex-husband, not even loving my career and feeling lost in life, to doubling my income, excelling in my career, now being named the next in line as a general manager in my division, to finding the soulmate of my life, having multiple businesses while having a successful career, having my passion project, and even through one of the toughest period around the world, I'm still creating a life of dreams beyond dreams. And my desire is really for every single woman in my world to have this information so you too can truly have everything that you desire. And this is what I really and truly believe in. We can all have everything that we want, just not all at the same time. So, if you desire to create your next level success, whether it's excelling in your career, getting the next promotion, having a pay rise, finding your soulmate, or perhaps you would like to be just like me, having an amazing career while having your pas passion project on the side check out the show note below and check out the womanly membership the womanly way membership is the membership where i am going to walk you through the evolution walk through the system have you feel supported and guided and we're going to take a slow so you can slowly integrate it into your life create more space more grace more ease and peace so you too can have a life of dreams beyond dreams
If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you are listening on. Share this podcast with your friends and follow at The Womanly Way on Instagram for glimpse behind the scenes, teasers of upcoming content, and juicy snippets of the best interviews. Or if you prefer to watch the show live and interact with my guest and I, feel free to follow me on Facebook or YouTube at Angela Wang, The Womanly Way. Catch you in the next episode. 